You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Big weekend for Florida. Getting that win over FSU. Taking about a week to get the next head coach at Florida, which, of course, is Billy Napier. A week after firing Dan Mullen. And Billy Napier's on his way from Louisiana to Florida. Much of Gator Nation rejoicing out there. Rightfully so. Change of direction in many ways for the Florida program. Needed, needed. But yeah, we can discuss, of course, the hire. We can discuss, look back at Florida, Florida State. But of course, I know this is going to be dominated mostly by the hire of Billy Napier. Let me go ahead and start it. Nuke Tay in here. Nuke Man, you should be able to speak now if you're ready. There we are. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, man. Uh, so, I'm excited about the hire. I'm definitely excited about the staff he's putting together because it looks like some top names that we were going after anyways, like Belk, is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curious to see the OC hire and if he decides to play calls. I mean, if he decides to call plays. Yeah. Uh, that is, there's, there's definitely something interesting uh, going there. So. Yeah, that's definitely interesting because you had a bigger level, so we need more of the CEO part of you. So it's interesting to see if he decides to call plays in that situation. Um, I am interested to see the staff he puts together. As far as the positions, if anybody stays over, the only mm-hmm. person I would say would need to could stay over is Brewster, maybe. Um, nobody else can't see anybody else staying over at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I mentioned this in the podcast yesterday. As far as that go, Brewster's name has certainly been brought up to to stay. Uh, maybe McGriff and C. Rob's name is there as well, so you know we'll see where that goes. Um, not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying those are the three staff members I would probably look at. If if any of them are going to hold over, any of them going to be retained from the last staff, those would be the only three I think that are candidates to 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 hold over and stay with Napier. Yeah. Um. The game, the Florida State game. This staff shows mismanagement at every level. Still, <laughs> like, 
Like, the fact we had to wait so long for AR to get in the game, the fact that Lance kept getting penalties and stayed out there, like, it's ridiculous that we still <laughs> – this staff clearly shows it's not just Mullen. The whole staff continues to do the same thing repetitively. And I really can't wait to their goal. Yeah, I was talking about that this morning with my wife, and I was like, I was going back and looking at the game a little bit, and I was just going and and saying it was so weird that I guess I guess you would call it a short leash that Emory had, you know, starting the second half. But if all it took was him throwing it into the back of an FSU player for him to come out and get replaced by AR, like why is he in there in the first place to start the second half? I mean, if that's really all it took. I, I don't I don't get that line of thinking. That lets me know right there you already know a move should have been made, uh, and for whatever reason you wait a couple more plays before you before you make the move. Um, so I, I I didn't I don't get that move a whole lot, but luckily it was made. Florida goes to score. You know, three out of four possessions there, and pretty much those those four drive those three drives uh, are the difference in the game. If Florida wins, but I. I didn't get that line of thinking. But going back to your point, Noop, yeah, it's the uh, you know, penalties were still. Uh, a big factor in the game, uh, undisciplined penalties, uh, the turnovers as well, you know, Emory and the three interceptions in the first half. Yeah, a lot of things you still scratch your head about, but things we also were used to by the 12th game in the season. Right. So at this point, please, I, I would think they got to think like, okay, AR starts the bowl game. Please lower for the sake. <laughs> okay, I would like to think so, man, but I have no idea. Like you said, you know, there's no, there's no telling <laughs> with the staff now, but you know, Greg not wants to keep his uh, his perfect interim record going. That's that needs to be the route he goes. Definitely, because I just this Emory thing is going to drive the fan base crazy. Yeah, we'll we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it, it is AR starting the bowl game, and you know, we'll see how much who Florida's playing, and you know, who for Florida is playing. Uh, as far as that goes as well. And, look, we're, we already know this staff's approach on bowl games. Maybe it's a little different without Mullen, but, you know, last year is going to rub some people the wrong way, the, the Oklahoma game, uh, of course, going back to that one. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But get to watch the team one more time. Uh, so, you know, it won't be uh, – probably, be, probably be the week of Christmas. I don't think, you know, <laughs> with the dates that they're getting thrown out for the, the Gasparilla Bowl or, or a bowl <laughs> like that, you know, it's going to be, be one of those early bowl games. Yeah, that's the only good thing about this is getting to see the team one more time because Saturday could have been the last time for real. Like, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to see, uh, you know, a, a passion that we saw from a defensive front and a passion we saw from uh, Damian Pierce uh, out there. I, I'd love to see, I'd love to see that type of team one more time. Now, hopefully we don't get the, you know, the South Carolina Missouri style team, and that's a little bit of what we saw Saturday. They just came out with the victory anyway. Uh, but you still saw a lot of the fight, the passion, uh, and you know the, the, the Damian Pierce and his approach. You know, we'll, I, I want to see that one more time. That's that's what I want to see. Definitely. Has anybody heard any rumors about the OC? Like any possible? Uh, since you said rumor, the rumor that is out there, and I'm gonna uh, if I can't say rumor enough, everybody. So don't sit here and say I'm saying this and who's coming. Tom Herman's the name that's being thrown out there. Uh, for 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 an OC rumor, uh, let me say that one more time. Rumor, uh, and you know we'll see where that goes. Um, but you know, going to your point, Nip, about the OC and Napier calling plays or not, it lets me know if, if he's going to hire an OC and let that guy call plays. 
that lets me know he really trusts that hire because if he if he calls plays now and that's just the way he's done it as a head coach and calling his own plays, that means if he's bringing somebody in here to hand that over to, you can best bet that he really, really trusts that hire. He's not going to just hire anybody to go run his first offense at Florida. If he's not going to be the one to do it, you can best bet it's going to be somebody he really trusts. Exactly. And that, that like, if you make a major hire like Tom Herman, you got to be like, yeah, I'm letting you call the plays. You ain't going to Michael with that big of a name. Like, yeah. I can't see that. Yeah. But as far as other names out there, I haven't really seen or heard uh, much. That's just the, that is, that is the rumor uh, out there that I've heard uh, with, with, with Herman. Uh, so I've heard Herman's name also involved with, um, now, I don't know if you could trust the LSU side of this. They still might think they're in it for Dave Aranda and Herman being the OC there uh, under that circumstance as well. So Herman's name's getting thrown out a lot uh, right now. So I think that's, you know, part of the whole rumor thing. But uh, it's probably something to look out for there as well. Yeah. When I seen the the defensive coordinator um, suggestions or rumors, I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. That's decent. <laughs> like, I feel you on that one. That wouldn't mind. You know, we, we, we profiled Doug Bell a couple of weeks ago when Todd Grantham was fired. So uh, I wouldn't still wouldn't mind going that route. Yeah. Like I seen the staff that he was on with Bama, like Bo Davis, Todd. Yeah. Like I'm uh, like, yeah. I'm going to bring him home. That, that works. I think the staff's going to be full of some recruiters, man. So, yeah. Well, uh, of course, they got to be able to coach as well. But uh, I think uh, you, you can, you can, uh, you can get both. Both 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 exist. Both are out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Go Gators, bro. All right, dude. Go Gators, man. All right. Hey, how's it going, Dave? What's up, CT? How you doing, man? Man, I'm on cloud nine, bro. There we go. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. This is this is awesome. This is I want I want Gator fans out there to know. Uh, that may not follow it like some of us do. Um, the fact is, this is a signal to Gator Nation from the administration that things are about to vastly change. Uh, they it was needed, man. That was yes. that was my number one thing. It was needed, yeah, absolutely. And and you and I, we've been talking about Napier for a while now. I knew that Florida was coming after him. I I. Uh, you know, we I had heard we had reached out after the Georgia game. Some are saying South Carolina. Who cares? <laughs> He's the coach. So um, I am very excited about this because of multiple reasons, and one of which is just the fact that his recruiting prowess is, is right up there with the best of them. Uh, he is an absolute tenacious recruiter. Um but I, I love the fact that the players are on board. You know, the players, a lot of the players, you know, Lorenzo Lingard, I don't know if anybody's gotten to see his tweets, but, man, he was he was hyped about this hire. Um, CT, before you go further there, I can uh, – uh, somebody I know on the Louisiana side of things said uh, Mamou Diabate was texting some Louisiana players he knows as early as last Monday. Yeah, uh, wow. Asking about Napier and reaching out and kind of seeing, you know, what they would be getting yeah. in him. So, of course, that was the name going around uh, Gainesville sure. as well. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I listen, i got to give Scott Strickland a ton of credit. Uh, I've been a critic of his. I've been a critic of this administration, rightfully so. But i got to give credit where credit's due here. Um, 
we could be in LSU spot right now. Thank God we're not. So, um, you know, we, we, we mentioned that yesterday, and I, I want to get some other people's thoughts here, T, CT, sure, yours sure. as well. Um, sure. Yesterday, you know, Will and I mentioned that, in a way, this is a power move uh, for Florida. And yeah. I got some pushback on that, saying, well, how is, it a, how is it a power move when, you know, LSU didn't want him and, you know, USC went and got Riley. And I was like, it, you got to look at it different. This is Scott Strickland going and getting his guy and not allowing anybody else to go get him. I mean, this was this yeah. was there. I want my guy. I had a meeting. This is my guy after one meeting. I want to get him. You didn't give a chance for anybody else to jump in. You went and got him yeah. before anybody else could even jump in and, 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 and get in and maybe ruin this thing. You went yeah. and got him. So that that great well, power move, you can probably define that in, in, in many ways. You know, this isn't of course this isn't going to Scott Strickland and going and getting Lincoln Riley. No, that's not what this is. Yeah. But in, in different ways, you went and got the guy you wanted before anybody else could even jump in and ruin it for you. It's about fit. I mean, it's really about fit, too. I mean, he's got a lot of Southeast ties, uh, a lot of, you know, especially in Florida. I mean, we saw the late Gibson coach, you know, I saw yeah. the tweets there. I mean, that's huge. I mean, <laughs> they got two five-star players, one this year and next year. Um and it's that's just the beginning. And that's something that, that's something else that needs to be fixed. You know, relation not just high school recruiting, but relationships yeah. with yeah. high school coaches in the state of Florida. Well, I think also Florida made going back to your point about you know getting his guy. Florida made it clear to Napier he was the guy they wanted, and I think that that held a lot of water at the end of the day um, because I, I just think that LSU. A lot of people, you know, I know our guy from Raging Cajun uh, podcast there, but he, he, he has said from day one that Napier was never going to LSU. And um, I'm excited. I, you know, I'm just thankful that we got our guy. We're moving forward. Um, some of the coaches, <laughs> people, some of the coaches that we think that he's going to get, that is just a testament to how much, you know, how much better this program is about to get. And I will also add, I believe my personal opinion, I would not be shocked if Florida finishes from what 31 right now I'm recruiting. I, I would yep. not be shocked if we finish in the top 15 or inside the top 15 for a transition class and for a transition class. That is, <laughs> I, I can't even stress to you how, how really impressive that is. If he can pull that off. Yeah, I, you know, he's, he even said, and I think we've heard uh, the Evers family uh, did say that, you know, contact's already going to be there uh, from him. Uh, and I think he's going to visit them Tuesday, Tuesday. I believe. Tuesday. Yeah, is, yep. is what I saw. And let me, I reached out to Monica last night, um, Nick's, Nick's mom, because, you know, I had them on the podcast uh -huh. uh, in, the, in the summertime. And she is, you know, I asked what I could share for what they know. She goes, um, there's definitely been a lot to process this past holiday for everyone, right? We can add Strickland's careful resolve in partnering with such a great prospect as Napier to our list of things to be thankful for this season. Our gauge is always Nick's temperament, and he has been all smiles. There is a lot that is right with UF, a testament to the players and the staff. Napier will build upon it, and it's going to be fun to be in the mix. Recruits are excited, too. These next couple of weeks will be interesting. So yeah, that is from uh, Nick Evers' mom, Monica. There, uh, you know, because I wanted to get you know, a, a parent's uh, perspective again uh, yeah. of everything that's going on here, because you know, change is not going to be easy. And it did look like they were sold the whole entire time on Florida. Yeah, uh, it was more than just about 
Dan Mullen and Dan Mullen's quarterback development and all that. Now we, we joke sometimes about, you know, kids and parents, you know, about the whole top five academic thing. And, you know, that is going to be a difference for a few prospects. I still think it's mainly mostly about football for most of them out there. Uh, but for somebody like Evers, you know, uni- the University of Florida itself yeah, made a big difference here. And that's why we were so frustrated. You know, there is a lot to sell for Florida. And that's why we were so frustrated with the last couple uh, staffs because they made it harder than it really needed to be. Yeah. You know, my, my buddy NWF, he's on this. He's listening to this right now. You know, it's like he has said, Florida's not a hard job. It's not. <laughs> it's not. If you recruit and you go out there and give effort, it can be done. And, and it, man, I'm just excited. But I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to let everybody get back in here. Yep. People get on here. But go Gators. Great days are ahead. Can't wait. Sounds good. Thanks, ET. Yeah, man. Let me bring Top Dog Ben here. He's been waiting for a while. Top Dog, you in there? Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing this morning? I'm good, man. How are you? All righty. Um, I just first thing I wanted to say is I um I I'm really excited about the win this Saturday. I know a lot of people saying they're not excited, but. I live in the state of Florida. I live down here in Tampa. I have a lot of um, siblings that are Florida State fans, so I want to congratulate the team on a big win. I know it was an ugly win. We should have blown them people out by 40, but I just want – first thing I want to say, I'm excited about that win this Saturday. We needed that. Yeah, I, you know, I'll even back up. You know, with the way this season has went, the, word, the the term ugly win never even entered my mind, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know, it just, they, they, went, they went and got it. I, it and you so know looking, that, back at it, looking back at it, yeah, it was ugly. But, you know, it, it didn't enter my mind. I, I was just glad to see the team walk out of that stadium with a victory Saturday. And, they, you know what, the, the big part about it is that Florida State was coming in on a, on a high yeah. voice. They I was riding, was they was on a high horse, and I was in the stadium. It was sold out. We was loud. My voice gone. I'm still trying to get my voice back. So, man, <laughs> I appreciated that win. That was a good game. I enjoyed it and everything. I enjoyed it and everything. Now, I know you. I, I know that's kind of off the topic of what you're discussing no, today. Man, so. uh, no, that's, a, that's, two, that's two days removed from a win over a rival. That, that is not off topic at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um. Billy Napier, I love it. I love the hire, man. I love that the administration went out and, and, and got that guy. I didn't want um, – that was the best guy that we could have won. I didn't want Lincoln Riley because he he has made it to the playoff, and he's a great recruiter, but he haven't won any championships. And I don't know if he really can recruit against the Nick Saban guys, and he was the guy that I need. I didn't want Lane Kiffin. I didn't want any of them guys. So I really like the hire. The only thing that is starting to disturb me is that a lot of people are talking about that Florida fans need to be patient. And I truly disagree with that because us as Florida fans, we are patient. But the difference is, is that we're not dummies. And when we see a change or when we see things that need to be changed to upgrade it and the coaches don't do it because we watch the game and we watch the film you guys on the podcast explain to us a lot of stuff that we don't know. And when the coaches are not making the changes, then it's a it's a, it's it's a, a discomfort with the Florida fan base. So if he come in here and do what he has to do, even if he's not winning games, I feel like we'll give him a chance. 
But if he is not putting the best players on the field, putting doing the recruiting like Dan Mullen, if he is not finding the coaches and keeping his friends, then we'll be okay. At, at, he'll be okay as a head coach. So I really like it. I just hope that he just can put his ego and his arrogance aside and just be the head coach and make the right proper changes to put the best players in position to win the football game. So that's all go, I man. that's all I want to say and go Gators. Go Gators, man. Yeah, and maybe patience is not the right word. I, I kind of agree with you. I'll say realistic. Yeah, be realistic. You know, it, it's not going to be an instant one-year Florida's in the SEC championship game next year. Now, if it happens, great. Uh, but, you know, we probably shouldn't expect that. But we should start seeing steps being yeah. done to, yeah, you're right. you know, to, to be, like you're saying, we should see the steps. We should see the process which is going to be a very popular word and term going out there uh, for, for the next uh, you know year or so probably to see in the process of Billy Napier. We you know we need to see the process paying off, and that is going to take some time. Uh, but you know the real realistic expectations need to come with that. Yeah, you're right. All right, appreciate it. They love everything you do, man, and go Gators. Go Gators, man. All right, Carlos. Dave, Carlos, you bring you bringing that passion, man. All day, baby. All <laughs> day, Dave. I told you, don't worry. I had that feeling. You know when you get that gut feeling that it's all right in the world, everything's right in the world. The Holy Spirit just speak to you and just give you what you already know, but just confirm it. I told all of you guys that that was the dude that we needed. Scott Strickland ain't stupid. Yeah, we don't like some of the stuff he done done, but the man's still smart. All of the nation was hollering about all these other different people. And I'm like, that show you guys, y'all are SEC fans and fans only, not college football fans. Because true college football fans watch other conferences and it ain't always power five that you watch okay i've been watching billy since he got to l to louisiana because i'm like this dude i see what he's doing over there i see how he's building up ull and i'm like i can see him at florida because how he going about stuff and those fans who are worried about him hiring the right people. This man lost staff just like Nick Saban lose staff at um, Alabama. Three years in a row he got poached, and he still got him in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. If that ain't enough to tell you that this dude ain't, you know, what I'm saying, willing to go out there and get the right people and bring them in, he has a core principle, Dave, and he don't deviate from it. He learned a lot from Dabo, and he damn well learned a lot from Nick Saban. So everybody, just chill. Let that man do what he do, and watch. All the fan base is going to catch that lightning in the bottle the same way we did when Urban got there. Go Gators! Here we go, Carlos. Man, thank you much. Now, there's something there, uh, that whole staff having to rebuild a staff over and over again. 
there for him and you know still winning still winning those 10 games still winning those double digit games at louisiana something that uh you know it's a big difference from mullen uh and not to say mullen's some of the staff members couldn't have went on and done some other things while at mississippi state but they stayed with him uh, and he brought a lot of those guys over and you know very little staff change in his time at florida as well uh, there, but you know, you, you do see, and it is a little bit different at, at Louisiana in the Sun Belt. You know, if you guys are, are proving themselves, they want to go on to bigger, better things, and that happened. And they still made the, the changes, and changes didn't necessarily affect win loss record and performance. Still getting the same type of performance there from those type of players at Louisiana under Billy Napier. All right, let me let's go. I'm so been in here. The NJ and sub. Yep. Loud clear. Yep. Good deal. All right. Well, glad we got that one over Flores. I know that was like the hangover everyone wanted to shake. So uh, glad the team got the win. Glad Pierce got his shine too. And uh, Kamora Gamble. Those are two guys I was definitely cheering for for a lot of years. Um, so especially with Pierce, I'm excited to see him hopefully play one more time. Uh, still can't still can't believe it took to the twelfth game of the season for him to get dude, double digit carries. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave those pain suffering in the past, so don't try to bring those back. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I'm stoked about the hire because we got it in before a lot of people, and it seemed like you know it, it took me a minute to get sold on it, just only the sheer fact I didn't know who he was. Um, yeah, but yeah, for those people in like this these podcasts and other little bits of information from like uh, Delator and uh, Late Kick and from Josh Pate over there. Um, is there anything that you can maybe back for that hasn't been discussed over Napier and like what he's trying to accomplish? Um, I do know like he's obviously an excellent recruiter. People have been sharing those like little stories here and there. Uh, he's a CEO type guy. Uh, he's uh, done his record. Um, I mean, I don't want to say this feels like a Mac or a Muschamp, like an aim low, hope for the best kind of hire. I don't think that's it, but there are things I just don't know. So what are some other items besides what hasn't been discussed that you think he brings to the table? Uh, you know, that is one thing I am planning on kind of laying out this week on Gators Breakdown. I've reached out to you know, the, the Raging Review podcast that jumped on here last week. Uh, they're going uh, to – I'm supposed to record with them later today uh, for an episode, so we'll get their thoughts and you know, some more of those type of questions and answers uh, there. And then somebody I know really close to the – and Kevin Hagan has been on the episode the last couple of times. We've previewed Florida Alabama games. Uh, he's very close to that Alabama staff. And I talked to him last week when all this stuff was going on. So he's got some really good stuff to share about Saban and Napier and the relationship there. So we'll dive into that even more too. So, you know, look, we're still learning about him as well, like you said. And, uh, and all I can do is ask around to get more uh, about him. That's really not so much out there already in some of the articles that's been released the last few years and, and, and stuff like that where profiles have been done on him and how serious he takes everything. And you know, it's going to be a spin on the Alabama model. He's going to do it his way, but, you know, a certain number of recruiting staffers, uh, a certain approach to that and, and how it needs to be done. And uh, he's very – I shared it yesterday on the podcast, his process, his detail – how how detailed he is, is and you know, just want to be involved in every little thing and enjoys doing it, enjoys doing the planning, enjoys being the football junkie uh, that it takes to win <laughs> at a big level. You know, you can't, um, you know, credit for Dan Mullen and, and no fault of his for wanting to be, you know, family man and, and spending time with family and all that. I, I, I admire that. 
but there's come certain risk uh, with that when you're at this level of, uh, of football. And not saying it can't be done. Uh, maybe there's a different way of doing it, but the way he went about doing it wasn't necessarily going to work. Maybe there's some way to do it out there. And I'm not just going to sit here and say, you know, you're not spending any time with family and, and they're shunning their family and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, there is a, a way of going about doing it. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how Napier does it. We keep hearing as well about him, how uh, a man of faith and a man of uh, integrity, and a family man as well. So he's obviously figured out a way to do it. You know, does any of those aspects change uh, when he comes to Florida? But I think we'll get a better feel for the type of guy he is, everything he's built uh, at Louisiana, his time from. And look, I got the question in the in behind the scenes um, uh, there from uh, good buddy Liquid Liquid Flames, I think, and he asked, you know, uh, and I'm going to get more on that. He asked me today you know, about the critics of of Napier and not being, you know promoted under Saban a whole lot and Dabo firing him. And look, he, he admitted that the firing at Clemson was a good thing for him. It, 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 it he maybe a little bit of arrogance early in his career because he was rising fast. He was a very, very fast riser in the profession when he was the youngest uh, coordinator out there at the time at Clemson. And he got a, he, a, a harsh dose of reality and he learned from that. And that made him what he is today. And with the whole Saban thing, and I'll get more from Kevin when I have him on this week, uh, we'll dive in more about uh, maybe why he didn't rise so much at Alabama before he left and, and you know, Arizona State job and all, all that kind of stuff before getting the head job uh, at Louisiana. But I do know in talking to Kevin, Saban thinks the world of Napier. And so well, so I will dive into that deep, deeper this week. Kevin can say it much better than I can, can give much more detail uh, about that than I can. Uh, so look, look out for that this week. We'll learn a whole lot more about him by who I get on the podcast this week. Good stuff. All right, Dave, thank you for all you do. Thanks, man. Uh, unsub, I think you're in here. Yeah, I yeah. forgot I have requested you guys. You pretty much had uh, already gone over what I was going to okay, talk okay. about, about uh, pretty much patience with the fan base, but not – you said it you're – you said better yourself now so much patience more so being realistic you know uh this this year the fan base was torn you know myself included a lot yeah. of vitriol within gator twitter and uh i think this is a good chance for everyone to kind of eat a little bit of humble pie a little bit of self-reflection and uh, uh put the program and, and gator nation first uh uh, with Napier and so yeah that's all I gotta really say is uh you know go Gators uh I hope the best for everything I really wasn't in the camp of being in another head coaching search um and uh I was worried we'd be closer to Nebraska than uh Alabama and I like I said before I'd happy to be wrong about that and I'm happy to be feel like I'm wrong about it now with the Napier hire so um best foot moving forward with Gator Nation and uh, go Gators. Go Gators. Yeah, hopefully, you know, this is a, a blank slate for everyone. Like uh, like you said, it's been uh, a lot of back and forth uh, for, for a few months or a few weeks, mostly a few weeks. But, you know, there's been months out there, too. A lot of people after 2020, you know, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, nobody, no AD out there is going to move on from uh, Dan Mullen and the success he had. Uh, coming out of 2020 going into 2021 now you can sit here and say you see what's coming 
And there's a lot of credit for, for, for seeing that and maybe the way it played out. But at that time, there's nothing going to happen after the 2020 season. Uh, there. But a lot of us, you know, said that hitched a wagon to Todd Grantham, and we saw how that played out. Move was made, but still a lot of people thought it should not have been made. Uh, and there's some changes, some opportunity for Dan Mullen to show he's willing to change there. But it was more about uh, direction here and, and, and needing, um, you know, you're projecting a little bit. And I don't think the projection was all too great. Uh, when you when you look at it, but blank slate for everybody. I hope every, everybody can get on board. Uh, of course, there's things to, to to look at and not be completely sold on on, on here and what's going to happen. Um, there there are some questions. There's some questions with everybody uh, out there. You know, I had questions. Dan Mullen was my number one choice. I had questions about Dan Mullen, and those ultimate que- those questions ultimately ended up being uh, and playing out. Um, the way I didn't want, want them to, uh, but here we are. We can start a new blank slate for all the fans out there. Hopefully, all on the same page. Spring game, hopefully coming up. That's an, an open spring game. We're all in, in the swamp together and get ready for that Utah game as uh, as these uh, off season months are ahead of us. Yeah, that's not going to be no slouch. Utah's coming. Uh, they're going to come yeah. ready to play, especially after this Oregon win. They're they're building a good thing out there. So hopefully the uh, Gators lock in. And uh, thank you, man, for everything that you do and the community you've built. Um, really appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun uh, lately doing all this. Been been, been really busy. Uh, I think my wife's ready to, to kill me right now, but <laughs> it's uh, it is what it is. She she can see, I understand. So, but uh, hopefully, you know, these next couple of weeks we can all uh, exhale a little bit. No time to exhale. We get uh, we get Napier next Sunday uh, in Gainesville for the press conference. So I'm planning on being there, uh, and you know, hopefully, hopefully asking some questions uh, there as Napier will make his appearance in Florida next Sunday. Yes, sir. Thank you. Go Gators. Go Gators. All right. Let's see. Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? What's up, RJ? How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, Well, it just feels like a a breath of fresh air. You know, um, I'm not sure if you were listening to the Twitter spaces last night with with some of the players, but... Yeah, I uh, for a quick second, like I said, I think um, my my wife was giving me some death stares after cutting two episodes yesterday, so <laughs> I, had to, I, had, I had to I had to pick and choose my time a little bit, spend some time with my daughter as well, because after after a busy couple of days, but uh, I, yeah. I did hop in for like ten minutes. I, I think the most the one thing that was the most telling to me and. What gives me optimism about the hire is um, I can't remember who said it, um, but. You know, they were saying that there were a few recruits in for the Florida State game, and he was asking one of the recruits what his biggest, you know, what's the biggest selling pitch for a program. And he said, you know, you know, making sure that I can help out with my family because my mom just got laid off. So I think what gives Napier an advantage of some of our previous hires is, one, he's obviously going to get the new standalone facility and then be a bona fide uh nil collective group that we have with the gator collective that from what i from everything i've heard is you know uh, seems pretty legit and i think that is going to be the the future of recruiting and it's nice that we've already sort of got a leg up compared to some other schools so i think he's definitely got an advantage as far as that goes so that gives me a lot of optimism on top of everything i've heard about him in terms of how he recruits on the trail 
So I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that. And then B, I did see yesterday, I'm sorry if you've already hit on this, that um, on I think it was on 24-7 Sports that he's eyeing potentially the Houston defensive coordinator and then possibly uh, the Oklahoma State coordinator. So not sure if you've heard any more about that, but um, just wanted to get your thoughts on all that. And like I said, it's just it's just nice to have a, a fresh set of eyes on some of the talent we've already got at Florida. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and go Gators. Go Gators. Yeah. I, um, the, the, um, report yesterday from 24 seven, we did, we did talk about that a little bit earlier, Oklahoma state DC and then, or our assistant coach. And then also, um, Doug belt in Houston. So yeah, definitely talked about that. And you know, you can go back a couple weeks ago um, when we talked about, you know, our defensive coordinator, big board. If you want to know more about Doug belt, that's one of the top, uh, one of the targets there, uh, claimed by 24 seven that, uh, Billy Napier uh, is going after. And they were at Alabama together. Uh, some of some, some spent some time together at Alabama. So there is, uh, a recognition there, uh, from, from both sides. So that's, that, that's working, uh, in the right direction there. But, uh, yeah, you'd love, you'd love, you, you'd love to see, um, in identification early on of who he's going to target and maybe we hit the ground running, I hear for, for, for the recruiting side of it. And yeah, you know, he'll get to sell, uh, that new facility. Um, you know, I think, you know, walked by it this past week, uh, heading to the FSU game, walked right by it, you know, things getting built up, uh, huge, huge facility there and being able to, you know, take advantage of that. But, uh, you know, I always go back uh, with the facilities and stuff like that. It keeps your head above water. Does it, it, it helps. You need it to stay in the arms race, but, you know, that's not the ultimate factor in Florida struggling or not struggling in recruiting. It's about just the entire approach. Uh, you need things to sell, of course, and that's going to be one of them. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it starts with just how you go about approaching recruiting, how you care about it, uh, how you make high school recruits feel and care about it. And I think that's going to be uh, a bigger factor than, than, than facilities. You need it to keep up. That's why everybody has them. It keeps your head above water. And I kind of maybe a lack of a better term call, can call it a tiebreaker at times. If everything is even, you're recruiting with Georgia, you're recruiting at Alabama, then maybe that shiny new facility is a, is a tiebreaker. That, that's why you need them. Uh, but you know, you, your approach is going to get you there in the first place. And I think that's that's what Florida needs more than anything. And I think that's what we'll get with uh, with Napier now. Ultimately, does it does it play out? Does it make, does it make a big difference? Win loss record is you know he's still got to be a good coach as well, and, and we all know that it, it does take both. But I think we know where it starts, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, William, I think you're in here. Hey, David. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um. First of all, I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving. Um, so I came on here to want to ask you some questions uh, about recruiting. Um, so last night I was going on Twitter and I stumbled upon two recruits from um, from the state of Florida who uh, decommitted from Oklahoma last night with the change going on in Oklahoma. Um so, with that coming into play, um, depending on what happens, you know, I hope we 
when Napier's going to hit the ground running. Do you think that Napier can try to make a push on those two guys that decommitted last night, or do you think that might be uh, too early for them? Um, I don't know in particular for those two guys. Um, I know uh, what Ennis was one of them, wide receiver uh, from Heritage. I think he was one. Uh, Trayon Webb, of course, is another one. A 2023 running back from right here in Jacksonville at Trinity Christian. Uh, I think you definitely keep an eye on him and, and, and see. You know, there's a connection to a uh, legacy connection there to Florida, uh, of course, as well. So, um, you know, it, it's, it was not great to see him leaving Jacksonville and going to Oklahoma in the first place. Uh, but he is a 2023 kid, so there's some time there to also um, make up a difference there. When you you look at a local, well, not local, but right up the road, Jacksonville prospect uh, here, and you know, that's one thing Florida has to get better at, of course, is that in-state uh, recruiting. And you're looking at uh, definitely, uh, he's probably one. I, I I would look at just because of being up the road here uh, in, in Jacksonville and the connection there. D Web, I think, is the is the uh, legacy connection. Uh, there, so you know, we'll see see where that goes. That's the one I I, I definitely uh, be on the lookout for. Uh, the, I don't know the complete story with with those guys. I'm definitely just going by you know, the local Jacksonville Trinity Christian uh, connection there, uh, and you know, seeing where that one goes. Yeah. Yeah, we break it up a bit, but yeah, uh, thanks for that. You know, and we'll see. You know, Oklahoma's gonna have some transfers as well. We'll see. We'll see where that goes too. All right, let's see. Okay. Um, you hear me? Yep, got you now. Okay, got it working now. Um, I got one more question for you. Um, one of the one of the concerns I have with Napier, which um, well, I kind of don't, but like because I love him across the board, but um, how his how is his recruiting going to translate from the Sun Belt to the SEC? Because you know we got to compete with Alabama, Georgia, Texas A and M, which you know they've been destroying us with the 2022 class and um and Dan Mullen wasn't able to get like Walter Nolan and um all those guys and especially I'm what I'm really upset was well we couldn't get that kid from uh Riverside uh, in Jacksonville I was kind of upset about that um so how are we going so how is he going to translate that in order to compete with Saban Kirby and Jimbo I mean, I, I you know, I wish I knew uh, for, for for as far as that goes. I mean, you just got to go by reputation. What we what we think we know uh, about that, we know he he has to get in here. We got to see who who he hires for staff members. That's going to be the the most important part. Uh, you know, it just can't be him out there on the trail. Uh, and then getting guys on campus and closing the deal. You you got to get your staffers out there to lay the groundwork. Uh, in, in, in the process of recruiting, your recruiting analysts, your recruiting staffers as well, identifying the talent. Uh, that you got to go out there and get. It's mostly, I mean, honestly, we all know what it is. Florida's got to go and lock up the state. I mean, no, not necessarily lock it up, but got to go do much better. You're not going to lock up. There's too many prospects in this state, and they're still going to go to Georgia. They're still going to go to Alabama. You just got to get more of them. 
you've got to get the, the, the you've got to be up there and not just in the conversation and losing out to Georgia and Alabama for these top prospects. You've got to be getting them. It's not good enough to be in the conversation. You, it's, you, you have to get those type of players here in the state of Florida. You've got to send them. That, the most important thing he can do is send the message that you're not going to come in here and take all the top players. That, that, then that, that will go for, for a while. Um, that, that, that can, that can sustain the program. We, we know that. Uh, so I think, um, you know, good to hear uh, also that, you know, going out of state that yeah, he's already seeing some guys this week, starting with quarterback Nick Evers. Uh, and, you know, you, you see the process there of identifying, hey, look, we got this really good quarterback. Uh, I'm not going to go um, completely off script here. I'm going to try and keep that top quarterback in the class. And, you know, it, it starts there. One of the best recruiters in the class as well uh, there. But overall, big picture we know what it is you've got to keep the in-state top guys from going out of state all right thank you dave um god bless everybody and uh scared money don't make money go gators baby <laughs> thanks william all right there's some more people chase i think you're in here in green zone yeah What's up, Dave? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, man. Hey, and good good morning to all my Gators. I see your your thing is is full again, man. Good job. Um, just had a two part question, real quick. Um, and it's it's gonna uh geared around recruiting, of course. Um, just wanted to know where does he start coming in? Like, who are the the important needs gets as far as recruits, and then also. Um, you know, as course as everybody's been seeing uh, that different coaches are going out to go see players or to bring players back. How important is that from a standpoint of knowing who's going to still be on the staff and them trying to sell kids like, hey, come to the school when Napier may not even keep that particular coach? Um, how is the recruiting going to be affected from a coach that may not even be there next year? and they're still trying to recruit kids and then, um, you know, trying to bring kids in from a coach that may not have a position. But first part question is, who are the important and immediate needs as far as recruits go to kind of secure the class? And then number two, how is the effect of the coaches who may not still be on the staff that's still recruiting, how would that come back to bite us as far as recruits coming in? Yeah, I think what you're going to see is those recruits you can get to easier uh, in that Louisiana, Texas area. That's where he's kind of hitting uh, these next couple uh, in these next couple of days, uh, starting starting tomorrow uh, is what it sounds like. I've had start with Evers and you know seeing some prospects there. I saw a list somewhere of who he's going to be visiting, and I cannot remember uh, where I saw that. I was going to I had some names there uh, and. Um, I, I do not remember where I see it. I, I do know it goes with Evers, but it starts with those players because you know he still got a game to coach this week. He's still coaching in the Sun Belt, but it's the players that he can go visit pretty easily in Texas, Louisiana. They just have to travel as far. Um, as far as the second part of your question, these we're still paying these guys. You know they got to go do go do a job uh, to still help Florida uh, right now. You know they still have a. Um, they still have a tie to Florida. I mean, I think I still think they care about the university, and you, you're getting paid. You, you still have a paycheck coming coming your way right now. 
and go do your job, go help Stella Florida. And, of course, these guys probably be looking out for themselves as well a bit. I mean, they're worried about their next job, of course, and where, where it goes from here. Uh, but, um, yeah, like we, we spoke earlier about it, maybe who can hang around uh, from the current staff when Billy Napier gets in here. The names there, uh, Brewster, C-Rob, and Wesley McGriff. Uh, you know, so if those guys are out there recruiting, they still may be recruiting. Uh, for the next class when they're going to be here. So I think, you know, those guys, I think they probably have a good inclination of if they're going to be here or not, or they've had a conversation if they're going to be here or not. So I think they go out there and do their job like they're supposed to do right now. And look, it's only going to help them if they're still on the staff. Uh, and so um, it's just a way to look at it right now. You're still getting paid to do a job, and some of those guys may be on uh, the staff. So I think you, you, you go do your job till you find out one way or the other. Gotcha. Thank you so much, Dave. Appreciate you, buddy. Go Gators. Thanks, man. Go Gators. Uh, of course, um, I had it sent my way, too, and I've seen it on some boards as well. Tasha Poy's name's being brought up, and also Charlie Partridge's uh, name up there at Pitt. Uh, if people uh, have listened to Gators Breakdown for any extended time, know how big of a Charlie Partridge fan I am. Uh, I've had some personal conversations with Charlie. I would love to have him at Florida. love to have him in the state of Florida. Um, I think um, he's putting his name in the ring, I think, to, to be on this Florida staff. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But former coach at FAU, I profiled him as well uh, on, on the defensive coordinator big board uh, a couple weeks ago. And I, I'd love to have him uh, back in the state of Florida uh, and recruiting down there in South Florida and taking advantage there. But uh, a couple of names also to look out for, uh, Tasha Poy, Charlie Partridge, uh, as far as where this staff can go. Uh, Chase, if you're in here, you can. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to bring up something regarding recruiting. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not an insider. I'm not anything like that. I just I grew up in the 850 area. Um, played there. Dad, my dad's coached there for 30 years. Uh, he has connections. Uh, Niceville, Crestview High School, Nabar from Pensacola all the way to uh, Panama City. Um, he coached there for 30 years. I will say this, just from what he's telling me as far as he's he's retired now, but just his, his inside contacts, uh, this name has brought up a lot of buzz, even with the Thomas kid. Um, not saying that it's going to land the kid, but I will say that the pulse in recruiting, I think, will be back for the University of Florida. There will be a pulse in these in these high schools. Um, I just I just wanted to bring that and let let people know that I I'm, I'm not an insider, but I do I do have a lot of contacts within that uh, that area, and there's a lot of talk going on with this hire. Yeah, like I said, you know the late Gibson coach that was already brought up too. You know he comes out and was glad to see Napier back in the state of Florida. You know that speaks uh, volumes there, uh, and um, I think. Uh, I think a lot of people are getting on board with this. I mean, he's been in the South. He's got a lot of connections there. Um, and I think uh, he was very highly thought of uh, in the state of Louisiana as well. Now, of course, he wasn't going to head-to-head with LSU for recruits, but he still got – you know, he still owned the same 
they're going and recruiting the lower players on some of those teams uh, out there as well. But you know, he's got a good reputation coming from the state of Louisiana as well. We'll be interesting to see if he can pull anybody from from that state uh, while LSU is kind of going through what they're going through a little bit right now. And maybe you can make some inroads there, use your connections that you have in the state of Louisiana. You know, of course, you you don't make it your recruiting base, of course. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, being at Florida, but Florida's gotten some prospects from there before. It's really tough to pull some of the top guys out of the state of Louisiana, but it will be interesting to see uh, what connections he can use uh, there from the last few years to see if he can get some guys uh, to, to, to come over from the state of Louisiana to Florida, because he's got a pretty good reputation there um, uh, from uh, a high school level, and some that you know would not have mind seeing him get that LSU job, uh, but I think um, – He's got a pretty good reputation there uh, in that uh, in, in that state, and we'll see if he can pull some prospects out of that state. Yeah, I just I just think that as far as just just from what I've heard in the past, um, this was it wasn't the case with the Copeland recruitment, but even with other coaches uh, that like have been at Florida, I know McElwain and things like that. Nobody likes to hear that name, but just from what I've heard over the past years is it's almost like the whole sentiment is like we want you here but it's it's one of those things like they're not they're not literally going out i'm you, you don't have to beg the kid don't go beg the kid but don't act like he's not needed right don't don't sit there and say well i can go get somebody else and that's to be honest with you just from what from people i've talked to um there's been several banquets like when i go back to my hometown i've, I've talked to coaches and they've been like it's almost like they told the kid like we want you, but it's not. We're not gonna like bend over backwards for you, and that—that's the truth. That's just—I've talked to people that have literally been the coach or friends of coaches of some of these kids. So, yeah, I mean that—that's that, recruiting as, as much as coaches probably don't want to admit it. You know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta kiss up. I mean, you know, you gotta. That's just the, the world, the reality of it right now. Um, that's that—that's recruiting, uh, and you know, you've got to be able to. We'd probably swallow some pride, not have as much as arrogance about it, and you know, do, do do the job to bring uh, players in here. And um, it's the harsh reality of it. You got to be able to do it. You got to want to do it. And that's hopefully what Florida's getting here. Yeah, uh, that's all I had, Dave. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the time and always good stuff. Yeah, thanks for the insight, Chase. few more north florida i think you're in here good morning dave this may have been addressed already this I mean, this may have been addressed already but um i heard you talking about Knowles and belk as possible dc is there any real smoke to tom herman as oc i i, I don't have any idea i've had people ask me um about that, uh, I've seen the rumor as well. I saw the rumor bef before, and then I had somebody I trust come and ask me about it. Uh, so I know that person who's asking me about it, if he's hearing about it too, more, and he he heard about it more so more than rumor. He heard about it from you know, uh, connections, and not just uh, not just throwing it out there. So uh, there's probably some smoke to it. Like I said, I think we'll. I don't know how long we'll have to wait. Probably need to wait and see what LSU does as well. I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying Tom Herman's looking at, at, at 
Florida and or LSU here. Uh, but if the rumor is true, he still may hold out and see who LSU hires, and then you get in some kind of, some type of bidding war uh, there for, for, for Tom Herman. Um, and we still don't even know, honestly, if what, what Napier's going to do as far as if he's going to call plays or not call plays. So I think that comes into the equation as well. Uh, but I do think um, – It'd be it'd be an awesome hire uh, as far as uh, recruiting goes, big time experience, uh, head coaching experience, experience at Ohio State. So you know he's not getting Tom Herman wouldn't be surprised by any of the expectations or any of the pressure that comes with a big job uh, there. So I do think uh, there's probably some validity to it, you know, from all the rumors out there and from, from being asked about it from from someone I really trust. Uh, so I think that's definitely a name to, to, to be on the lookout for on the offensive side. All right. Who else is in here? Dallas, I think you're in here. Yeah, for our yeah, first staff. Okay. Any of those be no, Floyd, I'm sorry, man. Your uh, your um, connection's breaking up a bit. Sorry about that. Oh, good. I think I hear you good now. Right, Dallas. No, I was just going to say, that that would be an amazing first staff. If, he, if any of those DCs you talked about and Herman would be incredible first staff. Oh, yeah. It would That's in some shockwaves uh, through, through – uh, uh, through through the SEC and through the country of uh, how serious because look that's not going to be cheap either uh, you know, these names we're hearing uh, that would uh, that's you know we I, I talk about a top down approach and look Florida even under Mullen was not afraid to spend money for staffers so you know we can there is something to go by already that Florida's not going to be a pay not going to be afraid to to, to pay their staff uh, so I think um, with that reputation already out there. I do think, you know, you can probably some of these big names you're hearing don't don't shove them away. You know, don't 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 ignore them because there's a reputation out there. Florida's going to pay their assistance, and as I said, top down approach that needs to be part of the approach. And I think we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but I do think um, that uh, that would uh, that that would send some shockwaves. You get some of those big names that we're hearing out there. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, man. Dallas, you in here now? Yeah, I'm in here, Dave. All right. Yeah, just quick question for you. Um, just general, what do you think are like the realistic expectations for the uh, bump class of 23? You know, we got a lot of in-state talent coming in. Do you think a top 10, maybe a top five? Like, what do you think your expectations should be? I guess for for Gator Nation as well. What do you think? Um, each class should start at a you know besides this transition class um should start at a top 10 expectation level uh, you, you're florida that that is the expectation uh now usually you see um you see an immediate for coaches that are good recruiters you see that bump class um as in an immediate let's see it kind of an immediate announcement of how serious that coach is about recruiting. Uh, usually you see that all across the country in that bump class. That's why it's so important uh, there. You know, I, I hate to compare, but, you know, Myers bump class with Tebow and Harvin. That's that's when you kind of knew. And I think that's kind of when we'll know uh, Napier as well. Not saying you go get that type of class, but, you know, I, I, I think for, for it 
for us to be, I think, looking at it as in, okay, this is exactly what we got this guy for. You're probably looking at a top five-ish, top seven type of class. Um, at, at least because, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't – I don't expect him to come in here and have that one or two class. I don't expect him to come in here and be Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day with those programs. I think that type of level recruiting will take a little bit of time uh, to to get there. But I do think, you know, a top five, top seven class that lets me know right there that this is, you know, that this is heading in the right direction. Um, There's a lot of competition out there. I, 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 I will absolutely uh, admit that there's a lot of competition out there as far as <laughs> how recruiting is going. You can't throw away what LSU can do or what Texas A&M can do, um, Michigan, Oregon. There's a lot of schools out there uh, for competition. But you being in the state of Florida, if you're doing the right things, top five, top seven class, that that, that has to be the bare minimum. Now, I won't completely throw it away if it's not. Like I said, it has to be in the top ten. Uh, but I do think you have to sprinkle in you're going to have to sprinkle in those top five, top seven classes here and there. You know, I don't think you have to do it every year. I don't think you have to be in that top five year in and year out, but you better once every other class at, you know, I probably somewhere around that. I think that's where you need to be. Gotcha. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, man. All right, Drew, at North North Gator. Drew, I don't hear you. Oh, hey, oh, what's going on, Dave? Uh, Hold on, let me uh, let me go downstairs here. I got my family here. <laughs> Give me one second. Uh, thanks for giving me a chance here. Go Gators! Um, first off, I just wanted to say, uh, of course, I'm really excited about Billy Napier. Uh, joining the uh being the the new head coach for the gators i'm really excited about that i think that uh we're gonna find a lot more success on the recruiting trail i don't necessarily think it's just about the high school coaches and how billy napier recruits but i also think he's going to be able to assemble better staff because it just seems like there's a general consensus out there that people just like billy napier more than they like dan mullen yeah, and and I'm glad you said that too, because somebody brought it up uh, in my uh, in my Twitter messages here, and I'll go back to uh, Cliff Arrington brought it up, and uh, something that I brought up yesterday on the podcast as well, uh, and I'll go back to Landry Football uh, at Landry Football on Twitter. He's on the Bill King Show with me, uh, not with me, but he's on the Bill King Show every week as well. And his tweet yesterday, Billy Napier put together an impressive list of assistant coaching prospects when discussing the Florida job with school officials. Very organized, professional, tireless, and relationship-based recruiter with excellent skills on developing talent. They were sold from the start. And that's the end of the tweet right there. So his staff was already, you know, discussed when that meeting him and Scott Strickland had last Tuesday uh, and maybe even before that. But you know, that was the first time I think they had met in person maybe or they met in Louisiana last Tuesday. I, you know, the, the list of assistant coaches is has already been put out there uh, as far as who he's targeting and maybe who he's even already sold to join that staff. Yeah, and I, I mean, the other big selling point for Napier for me was that um, 
you know, you just look at, and again, I don't have anything tangible in front of me. I don't have connections in, in the, uh, you know, UF admin or anything like that. But you read about certain things and about, uh, you know, players, parents, recruits, parents going on some of these trips and them comparing them to Georgia and Florida or Alabama and Florida. And it just seemed like that it wasn't just that we needed, you know, kind of a shot in the arm as far as our recruiting budget, but it it also just seemed like we just totally needed to revamp everything and kind of modernize how Mm -hmm. we approach recruiting. And um, that was like really one of the big selling points for me with Napier is not just that he was able to identify that issue, but he knows how to fix it. And um, you know, you can't say that about a lot of different coaches because some of these coaches they are coming from schools and they don't have experience at these big time schools. So they don't know what changes need to be made. They're kind of figuring it out on the fly. But uh, you know, I tweeted about something uh, yesterday, yesterday, day before that, you know, he kind of already had those changes in his back pocket. And um, I thought that was really kind of admirable and it was reassuring that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, man, I think that's the the best thing here. I kind of sent a tweet about that this morning. This was more than just changing coaches for Florida. This was changing direction. This was changing approach. Uh, Florida needed that from the top down, administration, you know, the, the school itself, the administration, the athletic director, Scott Strickland. Everybody needs to be on the same page about what changes are needed. These changes are absolutely needed for Florida to be competing for uh, SEC championships and bringing the best players in at, at Florida. You do those two things, everything else will take care of itself. And that's, you know, you, you needed that approach. There needed to be an approach, a change of approach from everybody at the University of Florida. And I, I think that's what we're getting here. Of course, we need to see it. Um, I think we are seeing it because I think, you know, some of the demands that Napier needed were or requested were needed for him to get this job, for needing him to take this job. He needed to be sold that Florida's the right place. And I think Scott Strickland needed to be sold that he was the guy to lead Florida to go to that right place. And I think uh, that, I think that's the signal that uh, changes, changes are, are, are ahead for Florida. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Um, one question that I had for you was, and again, this is kind of just speculation, but I keep seeing rumblings about it. And I, I'm sorry if somebody asked this already, I kind of just joined in a, uh, about 30 minutes ago. Um, but I noticed that uh, LSU has got quite a few players on their uh, recruiting class that are from Lafayette. Um, one of them being their quarterback, who's a five-star. And I noticed that uh, he keeps retweeting Billy Napier tweets. Is there going to be uh, some some drama here as far as our uh, uh, who we take at quarterback? Could we possibly take two quarterbacks? Uh, I don't think Florida necessarily has room for two quarterbacks on the roster. I think, to me, that would – I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't uh, – I forget the kid's name, but I know he's a highly rated recruit there. Yeah, um, Walker but, Howard, I think. Yeah, 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 something. Um, I, I don't think so. I think you stick with Evers. Um, and that definitely seems to be the case as, you know, they're going to see each other tomorrow or be in communication tomorrow. Uh, but um, – uh, it, like I said, I did. You know, I said it probably ten, fifteen minutes ago. It is interesting uh, to you know keep an eye on the state of Louisiana and who maybe he can bring over uh, as well. Now, don't get me wrong; he's not probably had a whole lot of communication with players that were going to LSU because he's not recruiting the same type of players at Louisiana. 
but now I think he can start that conversation. He's already he, he's got some good relationships, uh, and I just tweeted it. I saw it on the twenty four seven board. Uh, I just retweeted it. There is an article. Uh, where they quote a whole bunch of Louisiana high school coaches on Billy Napier. And that was um, basically based off of should LSU hire him or not. Uh, and there are rave reviews uh, for Billy Napier in that there. So I just retweeted that if everybody wants to go look at that. Uh, but um, you know, so I, I think with the reputation he has, don't, don't, you know, don't throw out you know, some of those Louisiana prospects coming to Gainesville. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I was, I was looking at was, um, it just seems like uh, with him coming here, it's going to be uh, flipping season here. Um, <laughs> I was looking at some of Oklahoma's recruits, and uh, I saw there is they have a, a defensive ta- or a defensive lineman from Lakeland, Lakeland High School. Yep. And I was like, oh man. Um, and there's a couple other guys they have that are pretty highly ranked that are uh, from South Florida or other parts of Florida. Um, so I was just, uh, I was really interested in that because, uh, you know, obviously once he gets to Florida, like you said, uh, everybody who's kind of in within close proximity is going to be the easiest to get to. And, um, it, especially with all these coaching vacancies, it still looks like there's a, there's a good amount of talent left there on the table. Yeah. You know, some guys, um, I think, you know, you've probably got to be, be in contact with, um, ETN, the running back out there. Uh, of course, Shamar James would, uh, on campus this past week for the Florida, Florida State game with no coach. Uh, Shamar James back on campus uh, there. So, it lets you know the the um, the interest in Florida, even without a head coach, to get Shamar James on campus. Uh, as Ray and Thomas, um, of course, I think he's another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, has uh, been out there. Uh, Jaheim Singletary, Kamari Wilson, two DB Singletary, you know, committed to Georgia, but out of Jacksonville, uh, I think. So, so those are some of the big names that I think still probably have some interest in Florida. And now with the new head coach leading the charge, uh, maybe if you can get these guys to delay their decisions for early signing day, uh, get them to uh, see if you can, you know, weigh off on a decision and take them into January, leading up to February, uh, needs to be the uh, the, the plan. Well, uh, well, thanks again, Dave, for, for everything. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've said it before that I, I think this is uh, <laughs> the, the best uh, Twitter spaces I, I've seen so far. Um, so we appreciate everything you do, Dave. I'm going to let some other people get on here. But uh, go Gators, and uh, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, I think we all are, man. Thanks for uh, hopping in there. And I will call it right there um, so I can get started with my day. We're going about an hour here, so uh, – I will have the Region Review podcast. Uh, they're going to be on Gators Breakdown this week recording uh, with them. Got to see what else I can get uh, there behind the scenes today, too, uh, and how, how to put that episode out. And maybe today, later today, maybe tomorrow before I put it out uh, there, we'll see what else I can gather up this week uh, for, 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 for Gators Breakdown. So lots lots to be excited about. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it'll be even probably crazier next week in the world of recruiting uh of course when napier gets on campus next sunday and then we'll be hosting prospects not just coming up weekend but next weekend and uh fast and furious recruiting there so we'll see who wants to come on campus some of the prospects that want to come on campus and then who can um we can make a big difference with uh right away 
as being the head coach at the University of Florida. So, all right, everybody, check out Gators Breakdowns. Will and I yesterday, of course, you know, broke down this Billy Napier hire uh, right after the announcement was made. Uh, so, you get Will and I's episode together, uh, threw, it, threw, it, threw it together yesterday. Uh, so, it won't be a Gators Breakdown live tonight as far as Will and I are concerned. But, like I said, I uh, got some uh, some uh, perspective from the Louisiana side uh, coming up this week on Gators Breakdowns. So everybody, go check out those episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the uh, interaction this week. Um, sad the season's over, but some exciting times ahead for Gator Nation. I'll see you later on on Twitter this week, Gators Breakdown this week. Call you guys later.